Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to read this email. I found this intriguing. It's a dilemma, I suppose. Dear Niall, can you please talk about this in your show? I'm a single mother and my daughter is now seven. Her father has never seen her. Ever. Never been part of her life. Uh, but she now constantly is asking about him. I don't know how honest I should be with her, as I don't want to hurt her. Uh, but as this is uh, the constant question, I need to say something. And I'm not sure how I should tell her that her father didn't want to know. When I became pregnant, I gave him loads of chances to meet, asked him uh, to all the scans, etc., text him when she was born, etc., name, etc., but to no avail. He now has another child, which he says is his first child. And I know when I do tell my daughter, she will be heartbroken. I really would love your listeners' opinion on this and how to deal with this situation. Now, I don't know if it's a situation everybody finds themselves in on a regular basis, but I know there are absent fathers out there who disappear either when the woman is pregnant, maybe there was no relationship there in the first place, it could have been a one-night stand or whatever it happened to be, or it could be, you know, a year down the road, they fall out. And by the way, two-thirds of relationships break up because of a decision made by a woman. So don't always blame men for going away, but I do blame men for not wanting to be part of their children's lives. I mean, that's just scumbaggery to me. But however, what do you say to your child when their father has been absent, or indeed on the rare occasions that a mother does it as well and abandons her children, is absent from their lives for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden the child says, who's my dad? Who's my mom? Or whatever it happens to be. And you have that task of trying to tell them and explain to them that that person didn't want to be part of their lives anymore, but still exists and maybe lives around the corner. I don't know, or lives, you know, two miles away, but still exists, but doesn't want to be part of their life. It's the most hurtful thing in the world. How do you explain that to your child? What do you say to them? Let me know what you think. Remember, this child is now seven years of age. And that's the kind of age where you start getting inquisitive and asking questions. What would you do? Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. You can WhatsApp or text. What advice would you give to this mother? And on the line is the person who wrote the email. Susan, good afternoon to you. How are you, man? Susan, I mean, can I ask you, first of all, was this a relationship you were in or was it? A, and I'm not judging you, by the way, but was it a one night <laughs> stand or a relationship or what was it? It, it was uh, very early days. We were only kind of getting to know each other and then I fell pregnant, you know. Right, okay, so it was a few dates, basically. Yeah. All right, okay, look, these things happen, you know, people get excited during dates. And all, all of a sudden, I mean, what was your reaction when you found out you were pregnant? Were you, did you kind of envisage there was going to be a problem because the, the, I suppose the relationship hadn't stabilised as such? Um, I wasn't really sure. I know I, I wasn't really in a place that I was happy to be pregnant, to be honest, when I first found out. But I said, you know, it's happened now, so we'll just deal, deal with it. it. And, yeah. um, how old were you, by the way? I was 23. Okay, so you're a young girl, your whole life ahead of you, here you were, you were pregnant. Yeah. And was he still on the scene after you had sex, obviously, because that's how you got pregnant, I'm assuming. Yeah. Was he still yeah. on the scene at that stage? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were still texting over and back and like looking forward to meeting. I, I found out I was pregnant very early on. Um, so it was kind of, you mm. know, within the four, like the, the minutes, the four weeks or the five weeks that kind of passed, I yeah. realized there was something up. Um, kind of then, like, I, I texted him and said, look, I need to talk to you, you know, this has happened and everything else. And I didn't get a reply. 
Um, did you try ringing him? Did you try ringing him, or did you, have, five, you, have you spoken to him since then? Um, I tried ringing him. I tried texting him, and I got a text. Just leave me alone. Um, so I was like, right, okay, maybe he just needs time to think about it, whatever. And I said, look, I know it's early days, and you might be yeah, because it can be a, a, a bit of a shock to process something like that yeah. with somebody that you don't really know too well. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, you might be questioning whether you know it's yours or whatever. So if you want the, the DNA route or anything like that, it's it's no problem. I've you know, I've I've no problem going through whatever we need to do to kind of sort this out, kind of basically. Yeah. Um, and there was nothing. He changed his number. Right. The next, the next time I tried to call him, the, it was kind of ringing through as, you know, this number has been disconnected. Um, I did know from friends and that his family, and I got in contact um, with his mother. I'd, I'd never met her or anything, but I did get in contact with her and said, look, the, here's the situation. doesn't look like he wants to have anything to do with it. But here's my number. Here's my details. If you want to have contact with your grandchild, I have no problem with that. Uh, to which I got a reply: This is none of my business. Leave me alone. Oh my! So, so the grandparents have never even the seen that. No, 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 no. That's, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah, you know, that's really sad. I, you know, I don't know how people can do that. Okay, so unless he relayed some sort of information to them like that it's not his or something like that, I don't know, maybe yeah. maybe he's poisoned the whole situation. Yeah, well, that thought had crossed my mind. Yeah, he probably has, you know, because yeah. I find it difficult to understand why, you know, an older, mature person, you know, a grandparent would, would want to say something or would want to react like that. Hmm. Uh, okay, so baby comes along, uh, you invited him to scans, you still continue to yeah. text him and tell him, listen, I'm, I'm going for my, you know, my 12-week scan or whatever it was, and no sign, no replies, no nothing. No. Nothing at all? Um, nothing at all. Absolutely nothing. Um, uh, the day she was born, I texted him again because he, w- he wouldn't answer the phone. So I said, at least if he has it in writing, he has the, the information. Um, sent her his name, the time she was born, what weight she was. You know, the usual things that mm. a father would want to know. Um, uh, no reply. No reply. Okay, so no. he, he felt it better not to say anything at all. If he'd nothing good yeah. to say, he'd not, he didn't want to say it. And since that time till now, she's now seven years of age, have you had any contact whatsoever with him? Through the courts. Uh, I did go, I kind of eventually kind of said, look, well, it, fair enough, if you don't want to do have anything to do with her. You need to take financial um, responsibility. You take, yeah. take financial responsibility. So it took me five years to get him to pay maintenance. And did he agree to pay the maintenance in the end? In the um, end, after the five it years? It was. It was a thing of the judge kind of went, either you pay it or you go to jail. And he had another child at that stage. And he was like, well, I can't go to jail for my other child because I have a new child and I have nappies to pay for and everything else. So he started paying for it. Uh, his his excuse in the courtroom was for not paying it was, well, I have a little baby here and, uh, you know, I need to pay for them and I'm not on the greatest of wage. Right, OK. It's not really so an excuse. Was, yeah, I mean, that yeah. that didn't excuse him for the first five years. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so so he got away with not paying a penny for five years, essentially. Yeah. And you are getting some maintenance now. Yeah. Very and, little. But. Okay, so, and when your daughter up to the age of seven, had she ever asked, had she ever questioned, you know, at birthday parties why, you know, other kids had daddies and she didn't, or had she ever said anything to you? Yeah, she had, like, she, she's a very smart kid, and she, um, you know, kind of, five, six, seven, when she got, went to school and, you know, we live in rural Ireland and mm. it's, it's all, the, there's very few kind of single parents in the school that we're in. 
and it was all well. Why do all my friends have daddies and I don't? And yeah. I said, look, you know, he's 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 just at the start. I was just going. He's just working away. And, you know, it was just easier to kind of just keep it away and yeah, it's easier to sell a little white lie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and as she got older, then it was, you know, what's his name? Where does he live? Why isn't he coming back? Is he going to come back? Why can't I go and see him? And this now it's become constant. Um, so it's it's. So she's become very inquisitive now, and it's got into yeah. her head, and she's very focused on finding out who this person is and who this exactly. daddy is. And and what is your responses up to now? Well, I mean, her, your response now at seven years of age where you can't really tell those same little white lies anymore. No. I, so what are you saying to her now? Um, so I've, I've told her his name. I've told her he's working in a different part of the country. Um, mm-hmm. When she asks, is he coming back? I, I just say straight up, I don't know. Um, I said, you know, I, we don't talk to him, so mm. I, don't, I don't know what he's doing. You know, it's, it's very, it's very difficult to talk to a child, you know, at seven. You have to be honest with them, in a yeah. sense. But it is very difficult to tell them the truth because sometimes the truth can be very hurtful, particularly for a young seven-year-old's mind. Like, I don't want her to turn around to her at seven years of age and say, "Your daddy wanted nothing to do with you." No, I mean that. You know, that would she would be distraught to hear something. Exactly. Like you know, and so I know maybe at sixteen or seventeen, when she has a bit more maturity, I can say that straight out to her, but. At the minute, it's the the answers I'm giving her aren't enough for her. Mm-hmm. So. Right, okay. And and is he working in a different part of the country? Yeah, yeah as okay. far as I know. Yeah, you, um, you don't really know? No, I don't really know. Um, as from what the courts have told me um, and the solicitors have told me, he has got a job in another part of the country and, you know, it's, it's not a huge wage or anything, but the, that's all really I've been given. So, I mean, he has, he has another child now, which you said that in your email that he claims is his first child. Yeah. And where did he put that on social media or something like that? Yeah. Or, okay, that's, yeah. That's, that's tough, isn't it, for him to say something like that when you're there, you, there you with a seven-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And, you, and in your, by the way, in your own mind, and I hate to ask you this question, because again, I'm not judging you, but you're 100% sure it is his child. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right, okay. Okay, because and I'm, it's not that I'm doubting you, Susan. I think you know that there's anything untoward going on. But of course, I always just have to ask the question. I mean, I find it quite shameful that any man would deny that he has a child, or that would deny that children exist. I just find well, that, it kind of weird. That, that's why at the start I kind of said, you know, if you have any doubts for your own mind, you know, we'll get the DNA test done the minute the child is born. It's no problem. And then you know that's that argument to be put to bed um, even when they were going through the courts he asked for a DNA test and they gave him three months uh, mm. to, to get it done and he just disappeared again and they said well obviously this is just a delaying co- tactic you don't want to pay yeah so I mean let me let me just go Sandra you're on Classic Kids how are you doing Sandra Hi, how are you? Uh, Sandra, you've been listening to Susan. I mean, what a dilemma to find yourself in. And it's only going to get worse because as the child becomes more intelligent, I suppose, in some sense, or more inquisitive as she gets older and matures, she's going to want to know more. And how can you be honest without hurting her feelings? Exactly. I Well, I think there, yourself, I, I don't know the lady's name. I think she's doing a Susan. Susan, well done to you for for the, the work you're doing with your little girl. I, I commend you, but... With the dad, yeah, you're going to have to spin, spin her story and say he's working abroad and he can't get back, he's not passport or something like that. Because the problem is she just needs something to tell her friends because all the other guys have a dad or possibly know where they are. And I'm sure that 
Mm. You know, she wouldn't be the only one doing this. You know, yeah. I know people and myself, but it's all about, um, you know, uh, you know, damage control here with the little girl till she's old enough to to understand you know, this and confuse it. Yeah, exactly. And then the little girl, I tell you, her dad, he, he'll be sick when she does grow up and she comes face to face with him and tells him what a, an asshole basically is. How can you deny your own flesh and blood? It's mm. sickening. It is. It is sickening. But but it is just... I mean, even if he despised yeah. Susan, which I don't see yeah. he has any reason to despise her, but no, even if he despised Susan, I mean, the point is, the child is still his. Yeah. How can you despise your own child? No, it's sick. It's absolutely sick. Um, but then it's just protecting our little girl, and I'm sure she'll get her own revenge because, mm-hmm. you know, she will grow... Little girls do grow up and little boys, so this is what these, you know, horrible, disgusting excuse for men forget. I'm wondering, does his, Susan, do you know offhand his new partner that he's with now that he has this baby for, does she know that he has another child? Um, I take it she does because I know um, but he wasn't showing up to court for the maintenance and stuff and the, the cops were landing at his door. So unless... There was a, so there was a bench warrant put out. There was yeah. a bench warrant put out for him. Okay. There was more than one over, over the space of you know, the, the four or five years. So yeah. the entire time she had been with him, there, w- there would have been bench warrants kind of out against him, kind of more or less. So if, if she's clueless to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I mean, shame on her as well if she knows. Yeah. I mean, if he does it on uses and he'll do it on her, walk out someday. And if you get the opportunity, I'd confront her and tell her. Yeah. And then, because other than that, she'd go around denying, oh, I didn't know, and I didn't know. You know, I'd put the cat among the pigeon, and uh, yeah, I'd say, by the way, do you know this, you know? So you'd say kind of a spinner, a more long-term yarn in some sense, right? In other words, that he's gone away, he's in another country. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. he won't be able to come back, and at least it's something for her to tell her friends. Because this exactly. is the point, Susan. Somebody may have said something to her and she just needs something to say to people, I suppose. That's probably more what it is for her, in her mind, to settle it. Whereas if you're giving her kind of, well, he's in the country, I don't know, you know, it, it kind of leads her to believe that, actually, he might turn up at the weekend or he might turn up next week or the week after. Whereas if you give her something a little bit more long term, you yeah. know, until she's a bit older and she has yeah. a better understanding of it and say, well, look, he's out of the country and he's lost I tell his, her his name. I tell her her name because every child deserves its identity. Mm. But with your man's other partner, I'd go up to her and, and she could be in denial saying that, or pretend like that she didn't know when she does and let her know, well, you know, this is your child's brother or sister because they need to mm. know. Other than that, my fear is they grow up and start dating one another. Mm. So we, we live in a very mixed up world and I've yeah. said this before, you know, we've 25% of babies born in this country without a father's name and a birth cert. And yeah. I, I'm not having a pop at single mums, but all I'm saying is going forward in society, that's a problem because you're right, yeah. because brothers and sisters could end up dating each other. You've got a father who might have babies for two or three different women and, yeah. and they end up meeting each other somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was in that very situation. I didn't know who my sister was until I was 51 years of age. Oh, and gosh. and she lived, she was adopted, I was adopted. We were both adopted in the Rohini area to parents in the Rohini area. And she lived not too far from me. She knew when we met and eventually met at 51 years of age, she's a year younger than me. So we were around the same age. She knew all my friends. I knew all her friends. She went to the yeah. nightclub I went to. We could have ended up dating each other. Yeah. yeah. You know what but I mean? That, ha- that happened out one of my daughter's friends um, about 15 years ago. And, uh, and sadly... 
very, very sadly, one of them ended up taking their own life because they were in a full relationship when they found out. Oh, my. Yeah, now that's that's the tragedy. So I think going forward, all this crap that they're bringing in, nonsense about genders and all this other bullshit, <laughs> uh, one thing should be that a child deserves its birthright to know who it is. Absolutely. A child, yeah. uh, uh, we should demand that yeah, even if the father wants nothing to do with him, yep, that his exactly. name must be on a birth certificate. Exactly. That That needs to be brought in. Yeah, because it's common sense. I know it's strategic, and I know, unfortunately, the law in this country when it comes to social welfare, etc., etc., yeah. it has become strategic that people don't put names on birth, fathers' names on birth, uh, for social welfare claims and stuff like that. But we need yeah, to change well, that. Taken away yeah. off that, yeah. yeah. But a child needs his identity end off. Uh, but getting back to your story, so Susan, do you think that would be an option to give her a long-term answer rather than a short-term answer? Because that's kind of what you're giving her at the moment. Well, I've already tried it. Like I said to her, like the last time I talked to him, he was in the country and he was working. And from what I know, he he's gone somewhere else and he's working somewhere else. Yeah. That he, you know he can't come back. You know he can't come back with work and stuff. And it just doesn't seem to be enough for her. Yeah. So I can see. I, I, can, don't know. I can only imagine. And, and Sandra, you know, at seven years of age. They become. They start to become very intelligent very quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And um, we'll stay there for a second because Maria, you're on Classic Kids. Either Maria, you were in a similar situation. Um. Well, kind of different. Um. Because I met my ex in in Australia and I came home pregnant. Okay. And we stayed in touch for nine months, and he came over to Ireland after three. Uh, I think it was three weeks after he was born, and um. Then he was in Naomi life every three months. Um, he was a very strange character. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. But, um, but anyway, we ended up getting married when my son was about one and a half. And uh, when actually he was about six months, he tried to put his name on the birth certificate because he wasn't here when I got the birth certificate. Okay. We tried to change that. But then for some reason, he decided not to do it. So I actually still have his application form, which I brought into the birth certificate. And they said, no, because he's not present, we can't do it without him. Mm. So I asked and asked over the years for him to do it, and he wouldn't do it. And um, when my son was, I think, seven or eight, um, I just kind of had enough of him coming in and out. just gave up, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like he literally was originally in the Navy so I think he, his lifestyle was you know going from place to place and he just What was the old saying a woman, in a, a woman in every port wasn't it? Is yeah that? exactly yeah. Oh, definitely um, he had another child in Australia um, as far as I know he's another child in Australia he doesn't have anything to do with those children either Right um, he, he turned his family when I broke up with him he said because he couldn't have things the way he wanted to with me um, basically he wouldn't have anything to do with the child now, my son obviously knew him through the years um, and they weren't particularly close because, I mean, I put all my energy into the child and um, I think he was a little bit jealous that he, the child had all my attention. Okay. So, um, anyways, um, I did try to get his name on the birth certificate and uh, I haven't heard from him in, God, 10 years or so, over 10 years now. And, um, and what's your son's reaction to all that? I mean, what, what has he said? Well, I never. How old is your son now? How old is your son now? He's, he's nearly seventeen. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So I never spoke bad about the dad. I just said, look, things didn't work out, and you know, and hopefully, you know, he'll stay in touch with you. And he, because they weren't close, I don't think he was really that bothered. 
and because he knew him and knew his behaviour and things like that, I think it, it didn't. I mean, I'm sure when like because he plays football, um, I'm sure he kind of feels that at time that the, you know, looking at other fathers on the on the pitch, you know, supporting their children. But every time I talk to him about it, he to say, "Why would I feel anything for somebody who gave me nothing?" Mm-hmm. That's his reaction to it all. So I don't know. I don't know whether he keeps a lot inside. Like I've moved on. I'm with somebody else. Um, he could be keeping it inside, you know, and he could be. That's just an external way of relaying it to you. I mean, he, but he, yeah. in his own head, he could be thinking to himself, "I'd love to know more about him." Or where I came from or where he came from or he might be just curious there's a curiosity factor as well yeah well, I mean did. the same goes for Susan's daughter it might not necessarily be that the daughter wants to run and hug him and be with him at the weekends but she might yeah. just want to know a bit more about him you know what I mean yeah I mean I, the only thing I will say in her situation she will have to come up with some sort of story to reassure the child you know that like he's, he doesn't want to know her basically she'll mm-hmm. have to come up until she's a lot older because my situation was different. My son met him through the years and he knew what type of person he was and, and that was only just him judging his dad. Yeah. Where with that girl, the child has never met the father. So it's, it's a different situation. But I would kind of tell a nicer story about the father until she's older, old enough to understand. Yeah, something you know? a bit more long but term. I would, yeah. If I was her, I'd press and press for the, the to go and get maintenance and to force the father to try and want to know his child, you know. Cause well, but the thing about it is, you can't. Unfortunately, you can't do. It. I mean, you can force legally a, char- a father to have main, uh, to pay maintenance, but you can't yeah. force them to be, for, force them to be part of their life. That's the sad part of it. Yeah, I know it is. It, it's very sad. And look, I mean, I never got a single penny off the father of my son. Never. Like I never got nothing. I always worked and. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I did my own thing and um, Fair I was to. okay. Yeah. I was always okay. I always had like two jobs and three jobs and I, I worked hard and I always tried to give him everything he needs, you know. But um, And your son should be very proud of you for doing that. Yeah, and he's a good kid, thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah. But um, in, in regards to that girl, I would uh, tell the child. But actually, my son found out a lot more about his dad. We went to Australia. I brought him to Australia a few years back and he met his brother over there Okay, because I knew the mother and um, he told him all these bad things that he had said about me and my son, knowing me, knew I wasn't that type of person. So then I found out he had told um, the dad's brothers, the dad had told the brothers and sisters uh, where he's from in America um, horrible things about me but now they're in contact with my son again and they stay in touch and he's going off to see them in the summer well that's good so he, ha- so he has contact with his, his step siblings yes yeah. yeah, so to speak yeah. his half siblings yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean I mean, and, and maybe in the future Susan you know your daughter will make contact with the, his daughter yeah. uh, who will be her half daughter um, yeah. you know she may be in contact because nowadays of course we've got Facebook and you've got all these things and there's numerous ways of connecting to people and finding out who people are so it's a lot easier now than it would have been before somebody makes a really interesting point there about a piece of steak and I'm after losing the text there now but it was an interesting one they said basically when you go into a restaurant you do have the legal right to find out the origins of the piece of steak that you're eating you can find out exactly what farm it came from what cow it came from It's everything is registered nowadays but yet you can't find out who your father is <laughs> so uh, I mean it's, it is legally we have no way of finding it out. So, I mean, it is, it is, the laws are wrong when it comes to this kind of thing. Yeah. 
But Susan, the problem is you can't legally force him to be part of her life. No. And I know you don't particularly want him to be if he doesn't want to be either because that would be a waste of time. You well, know. that's it. Like, it it would just end up like the other lady there where he'd be in and out of her life. Yeah, that and would be worse. It, it might, yeah. So it's, you know, at, at the start, I was all for him being part of her life and, you know, her having her dad there and everything else. But if he doesn't want to know, there's nothing I can do. It's just as it is, um, no matter what, I tell her that he's working away, that he's, you know, in another country or whatever it is, it doesn't seem to be enough for her at the minute. And she just, she just wants to know her dad and she wants, like she's come to me and said, I want a daddy like everybody else's. She wants someone there and I'm there. Like I have a partner now and he's, he, he is practically a father to her. And I said, well, you know, he does everything that a daddy does. You just mm-hmm. don't call him daddy. Yeah. I said that that's the only difference. Um, but she do, she's just not she's happy. Said, yeah, no, she's that. inquisitive. I mean, and, and yeah. I understand that completely. And that, you know, as a young child, she wants to know. She's at a point in her life now where I know she's only seven, but children nowadays are a lot cleverer than they were in our days. And mm-hmm. they just want to know. They want information. And again, as somebody rightly said, maybe something was said to her in school and she just needs an answer to give to people. Well, do me a favour, stay there for a second, uh, if you can. Uh, lots and lots of people texting in. Uh, not, I think the best suggestion with this woman is to say that the father is dead. Well, I, I don't think that's an option. Um, and somebody else suggests uh, saying the father has gone away to a different country completely, maybe to update her uh, with new information and say that you, you only spoke to somebody recently who said the father has gone away to America and won't be back for a long time because he lost his passport or something similar. Um, I think to try and get it out of her head for a while to give her some sort of more permanent answer. Sorry, B, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, B? Hi there. How are you? You were the, you were the one who sent in the, the one about contact or writing a letter. Yeah, a friend of mine, um, he, his oh, ex-partner moved country with the two children. She weren't letting him um, see the children or have any contact. Mm-hmm. And the children ended up, I think, going into care. And uh, still to this day, because I don't think his name was on the birth certs or whatever, I don't know the true story, but he sends a birthday card to the address, I think, of her mother's or something every year. Okay. But he makes a copy, he buys the same card twice. Okay. Um, And he puts money twice into cards and he puts his one in his drawer and he sends the same amount. Um, to the address he knows and he just hopes that it'll get, them. get it yes even though you know um, well I'm thinking I, I, I like your I idea mean, personally I think that if we swap it the other way round I think that she should write a letter I think an honest letter to state her circumstances that she doesn't want someone in and out of child's life yeah uh, to upset her in that kind of that he's already not there and to Come into the light, come into her daughter's life, and then to sweep back out again would be, I think, it would be even worse as well. Yeah. Um, but why um, not? I was thinking, why not? And I know Susan's still there. Why not sit down with her daughter and say, listen, you know, your, your daddy's away, as I told you already. It's unlikely that, that he would be coming back soon because, you know, he's in another country, another part of the world, working hard and being nice and not saying anything too bad about him, right? Um, but because obviously you don't want to hurt her feelings. But how about saying, well, I'll tell you what, would you like to write him a letter? And I'll write it for you if, you know, if she's not capable of sort of wording it the way she should. I'll write it for you if you want to tell me what you want to say to him, what you'd like to say to him. What would you like to say to your daddy if he was here? 
and what questions would you like to ask him and send it to him. Oh, I, I would, yeah. Why, I Susan, would that, would that be a good idea? And at least then she gets a little bit of satisfaction knowing that she could ask those questions. Now, maybe he'll ignore it. Uh, maybe he'll reply. I think it would take a heartless bastard to turn around and yeah, not reply to a letter like that. If that child, knowing our, t- you know, knowing children, now, that child could wait and wait for a response. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, Susan, would that be, that be an idea that might be... It, it, it would be an idea if I knew the address. I don't know any of him or his family's addresses. If I even had one address, I could Do you have his, well, you have his mother's address, don't you? I didn't have her address. I got in contact with her with so, on social media, and I, again, she changed the, the account and stuff after that. So um, it's unless I sent it on social media. Does he have a Facebook account? I don't know. Um, okay. I've, okay. I've, I've, I, I don't. I don't go on Facebook you myself don't. anymore. Okay. Right. So, okay. It's, uh, like I'm a, just thinking if it's possible to f- find an address or get an address through a solicitor, whatever solicitor you used the last time, mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure the solicitor you used to get the maintenance must have a dr- an address for him. I did ask for an address before and they said he doesn't want to give it to you, so we can't. Right, okay. But he did have a solicitor representing him when he uh, went to no, court? No, he, he, always, he always showed up himself. He didn't, he didn't go for a solicitor or anything like that. It was my solicitor he was talking to. Um, and I asked my solicitor, to, could I get his contact address um, in, in case of anything like that, in case my daughter wanted to contact him or anything, and he refused to uh, give the information. And can he do that? Yeah, uh, under privacy laws or, you know. Right, okay, okay. I, would, I, I just thought it might be an idea for her to want to write to him, you know, that if there was any way possible of getting a letter to him from her. Even, yeah, if you got, it, even if you got her to write it, literally write it herself? Yeah, it, it had crossed my mind. Um, but unfortunately, if, if I only knew somewhere to send it to, yeah. um, I don't want to. Like, I, I could fob her off and get her to write a letter and hide it. But if she ever found it, then, you know, it, it would look bad on me. And no, no, I know. I gen- if, well, I know I genuinely you know. send it to him. But sorry, B, yeah. well, there you go. That's that theory out the window. She doesn't well, have an address. I, well, well, as you said, you know, if you, you are a parent, you, you have this, you know, you have this love for your own child, but to hear someone else's child. My own son, you see, I I separated from my husband around uh, nine years ago, and he was he was in on in our lives. He was like my best friend, but he was a very unwell man, and um, I sadly we sadly lost him um, a year and a half ago to suicide. I'm and sorry to hear that. My son, you know, is broken. Though he wasn't in and out of his, you know, he was in and out of his life because we lived in Ireland and my husband, you know, he was my husband. We never got divorced. And um, uh, But the thing is, I always spoke well of him and I always, because he was my best friend, I always spoke about things. I always tell him, you know, you've got his ears, you know, you've got <laughs> his little things like that. And you might say... Little things, you know, like that can give her a bit of joy maybe at, at, at maybe her little moments that she's asking and you've got nothing else to say but to say, you know, I think your dad had had blonde hair when he was younger or something like that. I mean, do, do you have a photograph of him, by the way? Susan? No. No. Well, okay, you weren't with him that long, so you didn't really have any. Yeah, okay. Let me go to Michal. Michal, you're on Classic Kids. Hey to Michal. Jesus, Michal, this, this situation is getting worse as I'm listening to it. So not only does he not want to be part of their life, not only do the shameful grandparents not want to be part of the child's life, we don't even know where he lives. 
The grandpa, like, uh, that I find hard to believe because with the PPS rumbles now and things the way they are, if he is employed, it is possible to track him well, down. No, the, well, well, no, the guards and the courts could easily find out where he lives, but she's not entitled to that information under GDPR and data protection rights, you know what I mean? Even though he is the father of the child. Oh, good God, uh, that's serious. Well, I th- well anyway, there's a, violent, there's a violent of friends hanging around, quite a number of friends. She met this guy, and she went out on a number of occasions. Her dose to like, but the point what is these things happen? And uh, what the point is, she will know his friends. Some of them will say where he is. Without a doubt, he is traceable. Like, I mean, the simple... But every, everybody's traceable, yeah. Everybody is traceable. That's that. I mean, and, do, uh, do you know anybody, Susan, that knows him? You, there must be a mutual friend or somebody you know that knows him. Well, I've, um, I, I've actually moved uh, away from where he was, so I've, I've lost touch with everybody. Okay. Um, you know, I've, I've tried uh, kind of over the years to try and get back in touch with them, and, you know... Because Ireland, you know Ireland is not a huge country. Like no. You know. um, I have tried to get back in touch and say, you know, do you know where he lives and everything else? And I think his friends are kind of closing in around him and going, look, we're staying out of it. So it's... No. Well, you can picture that. You can picture that too. But I, I didn't get. I get somebody. It was me anyway. I find somebody that knew a friend that didn't know why he was looking for the information. I would personally. I give you just a very simple example away from it. I had a daughter in terrible trouble in Leon a number of years back. She was there on the student exchange. Then the student junior said, "Oh, sorry about that. We can do nothing. She's only there two days. We can do nothing to help her. We can't get her home." To, to, I rang the student union and they gave me all this crap and I said, oh my God. I made one phone call to, to a car that did business just outside Paris. The following day, she was back in Dublin. I walked into the student union in the minute and asked to speak to the lady in question. Oh, we can do nothing for you at all. Me. She said, oh, nothing at all. And I said, well, would you like to introduce me to, your, to my daughter? Right, she I'm just froze looking at her. She was home. She was standing beside me in the, at the student union. So in other words, things, said, things can be done if you try, yeah. Everything, just everything. If I want it, believe you me, if I want it, I get it. Now, I'm separated 40 years. That's a long time to be separated. And believe you me, I know the ups and downs of it. And it was far rougher in them years because the woman's world was 100%. The men didn't get a say. Now, the point is, we're still, we're always set friends. Well, not always, but after a few years, we became friends again. And still friends, even though she's in the TLC, unfortunately. But, uh, uh, if you wanted them, I would say, go ahead and track him. There's no trouble in the world, but on the other side of your... Well, I, I don't think she wants to force him to be part of the child's life. That would be the last thing you'd want, right? But she does, obviously. It would be good to try and, you know, get some communication going, whereby at least the daughter then, if she wanted to in a few years' time, could communicate with her father. And, you know, because it's this whole thing that, you know, when we talk about access to children, right? And I often hear about women who deprive, say, a father of access rights, which is shocking, by the way, for women to mm-hmm. do that, to men particularly, Right. But it's not the father's right to see the child that's important. That's not what's important. It's the child's right to see the father. That's more important. That's exactly what I was coming to. The child will have, at seven years of age, maybe another two, at the present minute, I don't know what you're going to do, it depends on how developed she is mentally, but in another two years, you'll certainly have to tell her, and then you'll have to tell her, well, that's my dad, and did did I not do enough to track him down? Here's his address. This is where he is. You don't have to go looking for him. Let him go to help himself. He must be a proper bollocks. But let him go to help. He denied his child. It is daytime radio, by the way, Michal. Can I just remind <laughs> you that? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that well, mind you, I, I let you away with that one because he deserves it, yeah. yeah but uh, 
Uh, that's just called way, way of expressing yourself. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a very Irish way of expressing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably is a proper bollocks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, I feel sorry for her, but you have a child, and you're fair to it. You're doing, if you're doing a good job of bringing up that, that. I have first-hand information on it, and uh, not yours, but in the, I told you half the property I live on, I was set to a non-national. She has a five-year-old daughter. And at this stage, I hear her saying, Mammy, what happened to my daddy? I hear this going on. Like, nothing in the world got to do with me, but I hear it. And I hear the mother coming across with good answers, even though she's a non-national or English, she's bad, she's bad English. But she explains to the daughter, well, we're from a different country and all that. In another few years, she'll probably tell her, up and tell her the, the, the exact truth. Yeah, OK, well, listen, do me a favour. i, I got to take another break. So many people, by the way, texting in in similar situations. Some people don't want to come on the air, obviously, and talk about it for personal reasons. Uh, stay there for a second, please. Anthony, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anthony? How are you doing, Niall? Uh, Anthony, I mean, I have to be very quick. I've only got five and a half minutes. But Anthony, I mean, what do you think she should do in this situation? Niall, I found myself in that situation 25 years ago. Met an Irish woman outside his jurisdiction. We had a relationship. She got pregnant. I did say, oh, shit, to myself. Sorry. But I got used to it. And then the whole family came from Ireland over, moved in with us, stayed two months after the child was born. Disaster, disaster, disaster. I wanted the child. I did not want the woman or her family. And yes, I disappeared. I paid for five years, found myself in a financial bad situation. Then I couldn't pay anymore. But I would have took the child at a heartbeat, Niall. I did not want that crazy woman in my life or her family. So yes, I disappeared. And I agree. If, if this man, for whatever reason, doesn't like Susan, I'm sure Susan will accept that happily. She doesn't care less. It's not for the sake of her. It's for the sake of her child. Niall, I got back in touch with her when I got on my feet. I went and collected the child every second weekend on a Friday, brought a child back on a Sunday. Row after row after row. Toxic, toxic, vindictive. And it was just head-wrecking. You have I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I can understand when Susan told me initially the story that, you know, she's only with this guy a couple of dates, sends him a text and said, listen, you know, I'm pregnant, we need to talk. I can understand in some blokes' minds why they would go into panic mode and not bother responding or what the hell am I going to do? I don't want a baby. I'm only 23. I don't want this. This is not what I wanted in life. I can understand all of that. But I can't understand how when she was texting him saying, look, I'm going for a scan. This is happening, whether you like it or not. Why he then wouldn't come back or some man even come back at a couple of months old and say, listen, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this is my daughter. You know, I mean, what man can do that? No, I'm going to be hated in Ireland for saying this now. And I'm going to tell you, the, for my personal reason, I would have took the child from her. No problem, raised it myself. I could not be within a mile of that woman. Toxic, toxic. So I rather. But you didn't her. have to be. You you could have figured out some way to get access to the child without having her around. Oh, but she always made a. Uh, she had to be there, and always had to be. Yeah, well, okay, but that, and, and and that was a shocking situation you're in. But I, I don't think that's been the case in Susan's situation yeah. because he, you know, there's, there's never been any attempt. But I, I'm gonna have to rush two people here. Rachel, you've also been in a similar situation, have you? I have. Yeah. How are you, Niall? How are you doing, Rachel? Go ahead. Um, I'm good, thanks. Um, yeah, I was going out with this man. I met him in New York. I was living in America at the time. I wasn't with him very long. It was quite a short-lived relationship. Got pregnant. And I came home to Ireland and I rang him and I told him and, you know, he was going to be involved in life. He was going to come home and then contact stopped and he moved apartments in New York. I couldn't find him. So I just decided, OK, I'll raise this baby on my own. I'll be fine. You know, I'm a nurse. You know, I have a good job and whatever, good family support. So maybe my son was about two or three and I decided to go look for him because I just felt, you know, my son needs to know. 
You kind of had your own to him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, and I think what it was was there was a picture. I found one picture after being developed, and he was very, very like his dad in it. Right. So then the kind of it dawned on me, God, he's somebody else's child too, you know. So and I went to look for him, and I kind of, you know, through the grapevine, got an address for him, sent him photographs of Josh, and whatever, and nothing. Mm-hmm. I got nothing, nothing back. Then maybe another year, I kind of, you know, put things, I procrastinated and I put things on the long finger and whatever. And I got a solicitor's letter sent to him then, maybe my son was of five, maybe. We got no response from that. I called up to the family home and I sent photographs, got no response from anything. So anyway, about six, seven years ago, I just had enough. I was trying to pay a mortgage on my own and um, getting no maintenance, obviously, because there's no contact. So I finally went to another solicitor who was a bit more of a, Bit more, a bit more on the ball, so to speak. Yes, yeah, exactly. So anyway, located him. He was living in Australia at this time, and so I kind of chased him around three continents, you know, between America. And can you, and cha- can you chase a person for for maintenance outside the jurisdiction? Can you? See, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. You can, right? So my sister, anyway, between the jigs and reels, he was living in Australia, but his wife and child were living here, and he was over and back. So he got solicitor's letter. He contacted me. He was extremely apologetic. He was, he was genuinely upset on the phone, um, you know, whatever, I had my, whatever, I had my few words with him, and yeah. so I was only, at the stage I was only chasing for me. And how old was Josh at that stage then? He was 11 and a half. Okay, right. 11 and a half. Right. And, so, had, and just very quickly, because I've only got about yeah. 40 seconds, was, yeah, jo- oh, was, jo- was Josh asking questions like Susan's? No, no, never, son. because, do you know what, now my own father stepped in. Right, okay. Um, my own father. So he was, was a good father figure for him. Un- unreal. Just, okay. he just He was better than anything. So anyway, of course, very, very long story short, he said that, yeah, he started paying maintenance, which he duly did. And then he expressed an interest to meet Josh. And, of course, I had to make sure he was certain. So I made the transition very, very easy for both, you know. And yeah. whatever. So he met him three times over a six-month period and nothing since. And my son is wow. going on 18 He'd be 18 now in the summer. See, that's, that, the worst thing that can happen is they come back in and then they go yeah, again. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And, and yeah. promised him the world, you know, promised him trip, promised him basically... But did he continue point. to pay the maintenance, by the way? I had to bring him back to court. Oh, all right, he okay. stopped then, yeah. Okay. I Another a waster, yeah. All right, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And he still is, would be a bit of a, yeah. a chancer, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm a small bit stronger now. But, yeah. you know, I was lucky. I had very, very good family. Well, look, all I can say is, uh, Susan, I hope you got some advice out. I don't know if it was any good to you or not. No, probably not. <laughs> but, but in saying that, listen, it seems a lot of people are in the same boat as you, Susan. Yeah. You're, not, you're not on your own in that situation. I suppose the best advice to give... If you can find out where he lives, I would I would send a small letter from the seven-year-old to him, mm-hmm. letting her know how she feels and what she wants to know. And then it's up to him. And if his conscience doesn't prick him to want to meet his daughter or want to be involved in his daughter's life, well, then he's not worth it. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.